Hello, my friends. I'm Michelle Robinson, and thanks for joining me here today on Boss Talk, where every conversation is meant to build you up so you can walk in your purpose. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Boss Talk. I'm so excited today to have Donica Hudson on the show. She is amazing. I love you, Donica. I'm going to tell everything you've done, and it's probably just a little tiny synopsis, but um, she's an author. She's a media personality. She's a speaker. Uh, during the 2016 election, she spoke on the Women for Trump bus tour, attended roundtables with President-elect Trump and Eric and Laura Trump. Um, you've had numerous citywide and regional prayer events, uh, devotions at the Billy Graham Evangelical Association and prayer events at the Billy Graham Library. You're such a woman of prayer, which is what I love about you. You authored a prayer proclamation signed by the North Carolina governor and then enacted during the 2016 Charlotte Riots. You live in North Carolina, and I'm honored to be the publisher of your first book. Pray Thank America, you. <laughs> pray America Great. And that's what we're doing. We're praying America Great. So before we even get started, let's pray. Why don't you lead us in some prayer? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. You know I love you. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity, Father God, for Michelle and I to join forces in the prayer of agreement and pray for our country. Lord, right here before our election, we are asking that you would intervene, that you would cause our country to be a country that once again is known as a Christian country through the founding fathers and the covenantal theology and all of our founding documents, constitutions in all 50 states and our U.S. Constitution. And God, we commit this time to you that it would be uplifting, that you would preserve our country that you would preserve our founding fathers and the roots of our covenantal theology here in America. Father, I thank you for Michelle and the voice that she is in the earth. I thank you for using her experience and the fact that she has given her life and her life's work to you, Father God. Use her as a megaphone to shout your goodness, to bring light and illumination to all seven mountains of culture as we talk today, Father. Bless the conversation, and I pray that many people would have their eyes open to what's going on in America. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, let's get started. I mean, I want to talk about you. I just saw you. You were in DC. Yeah. You're like running around doing <laughs> interviews, doing the thing you do, which is you're who you are. You're just amazing. Tell me what what exactly were you doing there? Well, we were there, and I say we is and I joined a friend of mine who is the founder of Moms for America, Kimberly Fletcher, and we were advocating for the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Now, this is very pivotal. You know, our, our, I always say we're one election away from losing our country because the sinister force of communism is creeping at our door. Most people don't even realize it. But even more um, important, if it could be more important, I, I think it really takes both a president and um, Supreme Court justices who are constitutionalists, but they are typically lifetime appointments. Um, most people don't know that the constitution does afford for bad behavior, but that's kind of nebulous and I've not seen anybody dismissed for bad behavior. But anyway, I don't think we could have a more qualified candidate than Amy Coney Barrett. And the reason I was there is not because I wanna push for her to overturn Roe v. Wade. Of course, as a Christian, we believe that that is a national offense. It's highlighted heavily here in my book. Uh, but the reason I was there is to push for her because she's a constitutionalist. What we need is to stop uh, going against the way our constitution was written, written and pushing for judicial activists. And Amy Coney Barrett is not a judicial activist. She is a constitutionalist and a textualist and a powerful boss woman. <laughs> she is a boss talk woman uh, who makes us proud because, you know, they, she's been criticized for the dogma living loudly in her. And at the press conference I did at the Capitol on Thursday, I talked about how that's actually a compliment from the left because you know, the dogma lives loudly in me, too, because I do have morals, the same morals that our Constitution was written on, the same morals that our founding fathers, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln had. And that is not a strike against her. In fact, that just shows that she has a moral conscience. However, what I think she made very plain in all of her hearings 
and all the uh, antagonistic questions she got that I thought wow. some of them were totally inappropriate. Right. Like the one from the, uh, uh, the, the senator in Hawaii who asked her if she'd ever sexually assaulted anybody. I mean, that, come on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she said she asked everyone that, but anyway, okay. So Amy um, Coney yeah. Barrett <laughs> wow. answered everything with grace. And I will tell you that both the left and the right know that she's qualified. Yeah, the they problem do. has been that we have had uh, a force from the left when they couldn't get their way through elections that have tried to circumvent our three branch constitutional functionality and try to get judicial activists. So this idea of packing the court is totally unconstitutional. It is yeah. it would totally undermine the voice that we the people have. And the whole reason, Michelle, that I wrote this book is because we moms in America, we have a voice and it has not been heard. So I yeah. had to get it out. And by the way, kudos to you because mm -hmm. of your longstanding uh, expertise with 15 plus books being published uh, that you authored and your incredible media company, Boss Media. I was able to get this out in time before the election. I don't think it, it could have been done by any other media publishing company in America. And yeah, I am so that. thankful that you've been my longstanding friend for about 20 years and understood the urgency of this. Thank you so much. And it, it is, it's an urgent time in our culture. It's, it is. I was so passionate about what you're doing because, you know, people are like, I think they feel overwhelmed going, you know, not everybody can go to Washington and, and march on the streets. Not everybody can go and be an advocate for Amy right. Conapera. You know, I mean, I am so for her, but I don't have time to fly to Washington and do that. I of love that not. you're there, you know, I love, and I, I do that through anything I can. And you know, not to, I definitely want to just say one thing about that woman. Um, actually, I don't even see how anybody could. And I mean, if I were the one in her shoes, they could find fault. I mean, I've had, <laughs> of, I've had plenty of things along the way that they could go, you know, and even then I would have to address those with grace, right? Right. But man, this woman, there is, I mean, she is like flawless. I'm like, and she's got a beautiful heart. I mean, she's yes. and so graceful the way that she responds. I mean, she is also, I feel like she has been given the wisdom of Solomon, you know. She's brilliant. She yes. is so wise in the way that yes. she responds, you know, and she just is. very graceful. And um, I think that is definitely what boss is all about. That's definitely what you're all about. And I mean, you know, one of the things, Donica, today, I think we all feel, you know, there was a time where, you know, being a Democrat, being a Republican was really more, it was less about, um, I think, our country being lost and more about just like, how do we want to run the country? And now today, and I'm sure you could speak to that even in more depth, but today it's about like our country, our freedoms, our liberties, you know, do, are you for God? Are you against God? Are you for values? Do you care about marriage? You know, it's, it's, it's so much deeper than that. I mean, you know, I think as a believer, if we even say we're not going to vote, I, I, you know, I mean, to me in this day and age, we have to vote. We have to have a voice. We, we have do. to stand up. You're right. Our vote is our voice. And also I want to make the point that our vote is not a Valentine. This is a chess move. Think of your vote as a chess move. Yeah. We are in a place where if we don't cast a vote for the right moves to preserve our constitution, we're one election away from losing it. And that's one thing I said at the press conference at the Capitol last week, because too many people are looking at this as, oh, well, do I get the warm fuzzies? And is this person this, do I, da, 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 da. it's not about that. And as I expose in this book, what you said about how the parties used to be, you know, pretty, pretty For equal, sure. you know, but that was what, 60, 60 years ago. And what has happened, and I exposed this, in, for instance, in 1963, Leon Clausen, who wrote The Naked Communist, that part of those, uh, those, this all listed in my appendix here at the back, every tenant was read before the Congress. And one of the things, one of those tenants here was to, basically take possession of one of the parties in America and use that to infiltrate the government, infiltrate the schools, the media, and take it over to enact communism and usurp capitalism 
and our constitution in America. Well, guess what party that has happened with? That's why there's such a polarization between the parties right now. We now, was this was this is this a published document that people? Yes, it's and, in the Library of Congress. I've got it all footnoted. It's in the appendix at the back of the book, and then I talk about the main points also in the book. So it's important. This was an actual agenda of of the current administration, the current not the current administration, the current party, the current Democratic Party. They have claimed this as part of their agenda. Oh, absolutely. They're not going to outright tell you we're for communism. They'll tell you we're for socialism. Yeah, they are. Saying In fact, that. we've got, and I think that should be illegal. Uh, we've got, uh, for instance, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has run on the platform of socialism. Bernie Sanders on the platform of socialism. I think that should be illegal. We are a capitalistic society. We have a constitution, which is actually the head of our nation. You know, most people think, oh, it's the president. Well, no, the head of our nation is our constitution. And we, the people, if we, the people do not continue to understand what that constitution is and support it, it'll, it's going to be just a piece of paper. And so that's why this, this book is an effort to return the power to we, the people, that we would support our constitution. That's why I advocated for Amy Coney Barrett, because if she does her job and is confirmed as a justice, then we, the people, will have our voice through the legislative branch as it should be and not be legislated from the bench. And so at this point, when we look at what's happening, there's been two sinister forces, Michelle, to your question, that have been weaving, snaking their way through our society for decades now. And that is communism. And we know that that uh, socialism is moving us toward Marxism. Marx was a Satanist and into communism. We, when President Trump ran and was all the time talking about China, there was a reason why. China is communist and they are actively working to gain control of our country. And yeah. I've got, if you go to my Facebook page, Donica Hudson uh, on Facebook, you can see I post stuff all the time, giving you all the, the data for this and the support for it. Everything in my book is fully footnoted. So that first sinister force, communism, is really a spiritual battle. The second one, community organizing, is also a spiritual battle. The father of community organizing was Saul Alinsky, who wrote the book Rules for Radicals. I've got those listed in here in the book as well. And Saul Linsky on his dedication page of his book dedicated it to none other than Lucifer. Wow. Now, community, have you heard about community organizing? I think we first became aware of that when Obama came into office and declared himself a community organizer. And so um, both he and Hillary Clinton um, were definitely subscribed and were protégés, have all of that documented in here. Community organizing, uh, if you read those tenets, those 13 rules, the number 13, go figure, um, they are very evil. They're designed to cause chaos, to destroy a society, and they work hand in hand with uh, organizations like Antifa and BLM, Black Lives Matter. Now, I am all for Black Lives Mattering. It's a sin to have racism in your heart at all. And I strongly and stringently hate racism and I hate white supremacy. But I we've got that. these groups that are all weaving together. Antifa, I have the document that they, they're one of their intended goals is a one world government. So is Black Lives Matter. Um, if you go to my Facebook page, you can scroll down and see Hamilton's broadcast of Black Lives Matter. And he, he is phenomenal. He's actually funny in exposing this, but it is extremely disturbing to know what's, what's going on. They say that this is not just a hashtag, that this is, they call it the founders of Black Lives Matter, call their movement a spiritual movement. The reason I'm bringing all that out is everything we're dealing with today is not political. It's a spiritual battle. Amen. We've got these two sinister forces that ultimately are looking towards Satanism then we've got Antifa destroying, looting, and burning our cities. Black Lives Matter joining in, writing their names on there, and people don't even understand. They yeah. don't understand the basis of these organizations. And so, you know, part of what I'm doing here is making people aware 
Um, I, I think that if we really knew what was going on, if our eyes were peeled back and we could see the battle in the heavenlies going on between the angelic host of heaven and the satanic forces, we would not let our minds be deceived by political rhetoric here. We would start standing on the word of God. And so what this book attempts to do, Michelle, is uh, to, to bring reformation at the intersection of church and state. We've got to have a reformed church that understands this battle we're in, that doesn't subscribe to separation of church and state, leaving us impotent as believers. When we all know we have the most power. And it's like when you, when you and I were sitting and we were working on the book here, Michelle makes it fun, by the way. If you're thinking of publishing with her, it's fun to work with Michelle because we're having a good time. We're talking, you know, and she's like, I think, I think you need to do this. I think you need to do that. And I love that because creativity flows that way. And we were able to process these things, get the chapters in the right order and, and bring to light what needed to happen, but in a good way. And so, you know, when you and I were sitting and processing all of these things, it became evident the, this is the way that it needs to go. And this is the flow of it. And I'm so grateful for that, Michelle, because this is, it's a heavy topic. Um, and there was a lot of spiritual revelation that God gave me along the way. And for a very long time, I didn't know how to process it because, you know, we grow up in this hot pot and the frog is in the hot pot and it starts boiling and we go, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're going to die here <laughs> yeah. because we, the people who are the church are not taking dominion anymore. We subscribe to this lie of separation of church and state, which is nowhere in our constitution. Well, also too, I think a big part, and, and I, this is what I love about what you do, and I've listened to you so many times talk about these things, but uh, basically we've, we've, we're not educating ourselves That's right. on the reality of what's going on. And so because mm -hmm. we're not, you know, we're not able to have a voice for it because if you, and and you have to decide where your voice is going to be and, and how your voice is going to be used. I love how the courage that you have to stand up. You're so knowledgeable on what you're talking about. You have to be that way. Like Amy, you know, I mean, she knows her stuff, you know, and you know your stuff and you've, you've made sure that you're dealing with facts, not just hearsay or emotion or, you know what, I just, this is how I feel right now. And I just, I, I had somebody actually post on Facebook the other day and social media, just how can we bring the church together, both the, the liberal and the conservative, uh, how can we bring them together? And I, you know, I had my own response, but my, my thing is you can't legislate morality, right? So you can't force people to do certain things. We're seeing so much division right now. It's so chaotic. But what you can do is say, here's the facts. Yes. Here, you need to understand and educate yourself. And if you still make that decision, mm -hmm. then it's at least an informed decision. Mm -hmm. But you should not sit back. We can no longer sit back. When you talk about the Constitution, I mean, you go back and look at our history and what they fought for to have our country. It's a miracle that we have the, the United States. But God wanted the United States to be birthed. He wanted it to come into, you know, into all that it's come into. We, we can't, he create, he helped create what we're living in today, you know, and there's so many people who gave their lives for that. And now we're, we can't, we have to take responsibility. I think for so long, we've been asleep to so many things. We've been asleep to all that God wants to do, been, been asleep to what's happening in our country. And what you're saying is wake up, but you're also saying we can pray what else can we do and help okay. us to understand, get, get, you know, yeah. first of I'll all, your you. web, what's your website so that everybody can go there? You can go to www.donica, D-O-N-I-C-A, Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N, donicahudson.com. And you'll be able to uh, get the book. And if you make a donation to our fall giving campaign, uh, you'll be able to get the book. So, I can't hear what. Oh, I just said get the book because I mean you're only going to be able to say so much on this podcast. I want that's them to, right. Want that's them. right. But there are some things that we can do and should do. Now, as a Christian, we're going to read the Bible, right? As an American Christian, we need to know our Constitution. And one thing I point out in the book is that our Constitution, our national one, and all fifty state constitutions are firmly grounded in covenantal theology, and I explain what that means. You know, I also, chapter five is my favorite five.
I think we froze up just a little bit. We're going to go through what civil covenants are that are also in the Bible and here in America. Our constitutions, uh, our constitutions are part of those. Pardon? Hey, we lost the first part of what you were saying because okay, we're technology as it is. Um, you froze mm -hmm. just for a minute. What was the first part of what you said? Just now. Yeah, I said chapter five is, is the favorite part of the book because we go over covenant and what covenant means. Covenant as a Christian believer, the blood covenant, and then what civil covenants are, civil covenants that are recognized in heaven, which is one of the keys to becoming part of the prayer force of heaven. And those civil covenants that are recognized in heaven not only include uh, the ones listed in the Bible, like with Israel, but they include the United States Constitution and all 50 state constitutions, which are firmly grounded in covenantal theology. That's important because that means that we, are, when we pray and agree for God to preserve the civil covenant that he first uh, blessed with our founding fathers, that we're joining in a force of covenant in history to preserve our land and to push back forces of darkness like socialism that leads to Marxism and communism from overtaking and rooting out the freedom ensured through the founding documents of the constitution and our declaration of independence. That is so important because, you know, I was looking at some statistics from my good friend, Craig Seibert's Christian civics training organization. And I quoted him in the book as well, but he was pointing out statistics that, for instance, even law students, there were a hundred of them polled in, in uh, this organization, a hundred law students over two years on, and the question they were asked is, did you study the actual constitution of the United States or did you just study cases of what people thought about the constitution? Guess how many lawyers out of a hundred actually study the constitution? Two. Wow. That's alarming. The stats were equally bad when looking at our educational system, um, professors at Ivy League schools, students at Ivy League schools, every one of them got Fs. In mm. other words, in the 50% range of being able to answer questions about the Constitution. It's, it is alarming just how successful the left has been with this communist agenda. It's written here in the book, Michelle, about the communist tenets that were read from Leon Clausen in 1963. One of those was to strip prayer out of school, strip any mention of the founding fathers out, strip out the oaths, strip out American history and constitutionalism. What am I reading every day in the news? That they're wanting to remove more founding father statues. Now they're wanting to strip out more uh, history. I read that this morning. I think it was, it was one of the states, uh, it, might, it might've been Oregon or uh, Portland. Uh, in the city. I, I, am, I am amazed that we the people have just been so oblivious to all this. Part of the reason yeah. we've been oblivious is one of the other tenets is to take over the mainstream media. And so if we don't have podcasts like yours, Michelle, we don't get the truth. If we don't have news outlets that are having to go through the web somehow, we don't get the truth. The mainstream media has been given a parroted narrative and they are saying the same thing all across the land, and it is not the truth in many cases. Uh, in fact, it's keeping us from the truth. You know, just yesterday I posted, uh, one of the things that's happened is they've tried to say that our healthcare plan is just, um, that we don't have one, and we do. And so my mutual friend, um, Nancy Schultz, who's actually featured here in the book, wrote an article that came out in the Washington Times yesterday and I posted it because we need to know the truth. And the only way we're getting it out is through mediums like this. So thank you for doing this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. When we come back, I want to hear more about why you wrote this book. I want to understand more how we can get involved okay. and some and very important. I really want you to share the things that we need to know that are in the constitution, I think you're right. I think a lot of people don't even know what our constitution is about. Okay. So yeah. let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. With more with Thank Donna. You. Hey guys, I am so excited to be able to share with you that Boss Talk Magazine is absolutely live. You can go right into your app store and download it for free. And hey, thanks for listening to Boss Talk.
Okay, we are back with Boss Talk. I'm here with Donica Hudson. We are talking about her new book, Pray America Great, What's Happening in Our Country. You know, Donica, I mean, people, there was a day where if we were talking about stuff like this, people would think you're crazy. Right. I mean, think about it 20 years ago, even. I mean, you who would have ever thought we would see the state of what we're in right now? I mean, it's it's yeah. almost it's almost hard for the mind yeah. to even comprehend this yeah. pandemic, everything that's happening. We're seeing our liberty stripped. I mean, I am seeing over and over people being removed from media because yes. of things they're saying that are not even radical. They're just they're like just the truth. They're just the truth or they're just, I mean, I had a guy, I know a guy that is in media who posted and really just asked a poll of who you were voting for. And he was restricted from social media for two weeks for that. I mean, I'm going, wow, this is getting crazy. Yes. Yeah. It's getting crazy. So it's not even just, you know, people who are like radical. I mean, this is just your basic stuff that people are sharing and being removed from you know, from social media. So, you know, there's all these platforms and so many of them are being censored. Our freedoms are being stripped away. We saw that happening in other, we've seen it happen in other countries. What are your, I mean, what, why did you write this book? What is it about? Tell us well, about the constitution, educate us. <laughs> okay, okay, well. Um, you know, it's funny because when you and I were collaborating, you said, did you ever think you'd need to put that in there? Because we were talking about the fact that we couldn't uh, even sing in church, like in California, they're going through massive legal battles just to gather. They can't, we can't sing. Do we ever think we'd be at that point? Well, it's gotten way worse and you're absolutely right. And so one thing we're doing here with our church in uh, North Carolina is every Friday for 12 weeks, we studied Constitution Alive, the series by David Barton and Rick Green. And that is a fabulous one. Another one that I would recognize, rec recommend is my friend Craig Seibert, who has ChristianCivicsTraining.org and um, American uh, Christian American Civics as well. And so he teaches conferences all over the US and has lots of things that are available online as well. The reason is we need to know our constitution, we need to know our rights so that we, the people can advocate for what we want to happen in our government. We've been told a lot of things that aren't true. One of those being separation of church and state. So those are a couple of things you can do. And then uh, not everybody, like you said, can go and advocate and not everybody's called to do that. I didn't think I'd ever be called to do that. I mean, I'm a mom of three kids and as uh, I've gotten two out of the nest, I still have one, you know, the Lord has started to push me toward becoming a voice in the public square, which I never anticipated. That's the main reason I wrote this book. But the way that I was prompted to write the book, Michelle, was through spiritual uh, encounters with God, you know, where he would speak to me and uh, things would happen that called the mama bear out in me. And one of those things was House Bill 2 in North Carolina. And when that happened, you know, the days uh, of having a, a lazy, innocent, carefree day at the American baseball field with hot dogs, apple pie, they can no longer be enjoyed when your children could be easily molested in the stadium restroom. And mm -hmm. so that's where we had come to. My children at the time were still in school and uh, they were going to be forced. And I have a daughter who's an athlete. She would have been forced to shower with biological males. Um, they would have to sh share bathrooms, locker rooms, and showers. Churches wow. within the city limits would have been forced to do the same thing, open their bathrooms to members of the opposite biological sex. Well, so that's what prompted me to become vocal. Uh, my husband and I sued the federal government during the Obama administration for not protecting our children in bathrooms, locker rooms, and showers. And wow. they were already protected by Title IX. So it's not like we were doing an injustice to people who had gender dysphoria. They already had separate bathrooms, you know, in the schools and they already, businesses were making accommodations for them. We should not have to sacrifice the integrity and the safety of our children. And when my daughter encountered a man in the women's restroom at the grocery store was when I said, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. We're gonna take action here. And that's how I kind of got prompted to venture into this, um, what I'll call faith activism. And the truth of the matter is, is that bathroom bill, Michelle, it was really not about bathrooms. It was about removing the ancient foundations of right and wrong, um, of binary genders of male and female that are in the Bible and of the Bible's absolute morality that's actually designed to protect us by giving us clear boundaries. Yeah. That's what it was about. 
That also, I believe, is part of the communist agenda, agenda when you read in my book. So communist agenda, the devil's agenda. I mean, when you think about the enemy, exactly. you think about the enemy of our soul. How does he bring about chaos? How does he bring about division? It's all through confusion. And That's there's right. so much confusion today. There's confusion when it comes to men and women and our roles together in marriage, our roles together in life. You know, there's like identity issues with kids, with, you know, parents supporting children who have identity. There's so much confusion with that. And then you have the whole now civil rights thing where I feel like we've gone back 30 years, 40 years, just in, in the way that people are acting towards each other when it comes to the black and white communities. I mean, it, it's just gotten so crazy yeah. with confusion everywhere. And, and that's the, who, that is not of God. Peace is, comes from God, not confusion, not disarray, not, not discord. And, and that's what we're seeing today. So mm -hmm. some yeah. people, what, what can we do? You know, not everybody has the courage and I understand. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not easy today. I mean, you write one thing on social media and you could have, you know, people coming at you at the throat. <laughs> it's like, that's right. That's right. Which and let you know, me make one thing clear before we go off of this topic. You yeah, cannot no, okay. be a Christian and be a socialist, a Marxist or a communist. Amen. That is impossible no, because with socialism, Marxism, and communism, government is God. If you're a Christian, we know that God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the only God. And so we choose to follow the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, and not the God of Jihad. That's right. Well, and you know, people are like, well, I, you know, I think again, it's, it's, they, they're so rooted in, in what they've always done as far as voting, what they've always been identified with as far as voting. Here's the deal. It's no longer the same platform. The platforms have changed and that's what we need to understand. One, you know, one is very exactly. clear and that's what we need to look at. What are these people for and what are they against? What are they for? It's, it comes down to what are they for? I don't care what their name is. That's right. Who's running? It doesn't matter what is or anything like that. What matters is what are they for and what are they against? And how much of what they are for lines up with your values? And how That's much right. of what they're against lines up with your values? Yes. And then when you get done with that little exercise, then you have to ask yourself if you're for all these things that are anti God, that are, you know, abortion unto birth. I mean, if you're for all these things, then you have to ask yourself how does that line up? with what God is for. That's what right. Are, what we are for as a believer, I'm talking to Christians right now. If you're not a Christian, totally different story. I totally understand. You're not going to be for the same things that I'm for, that Donica is for, That's that right. other people are for. But if you are a Christian, you have to say to yourself, am I for what God is for? And if I'm for what God is for, where does that line up? It's not about Republican or Democrat. That's it's right. Which platform represents what you are for and what you are against the most? Because not any platform is going to line up perfectly. Am I, am I right? That's correct. You know, as Christians, we're ambassadors of heaven, according to the Bible. And it's not about supporting a Democratic Party or a Republican Party. It's about advocating for biblical truth on earth, uh, regardless of, of party lines. For example... Abortion and infanticide don't exist in heaven. Therefore, we should not, as Christians, allow it to exist here. Right. It's a national offense to God. And I do believe that when the time does come, that um, I believe the Supreme Court will uh, be successful in overturning Roe v. Wade. That doesn't end it. Then it's up to the states. People have to understand how the Constitution really works. Then it's a state issue. So we, the people, will have to lobby in our states. We Christians will have to have our voices be heard so that we can overturn that state by state. And I believe when that happens, we're going to see a freedom in the land like no other. Because the Bible does talk about what the land is like when it's cursed. You know, there's droughts. There's all kinds of things. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about the murder of millions and millions of babies every year, yeah, it's not, you know, and I, I went through that. I went through abortion. I went through uh, counseling after that. I've, I've counseled many women who've gone through that. 
who don't can't even speak the words out of their mouth. They can't right. even say that they did that. They really can't. Yeah. I've had women come. I had a woman leader come up to me at a at an event I was doing and I was speaking at. And mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm always open to share these things because I want an open invitation of conversation about them. That's if right. I don't share about them, nobody's going to talk about it, right? right? And that's what you're you're talking about. What you're talking about. But this woman came up to me, one of the leaders at this church, and said, yes. I have never told one person that I had an abortion until just now. This woman has been a leader in this church for years. Yes. But she, was, she said, I'm too afraid of what they will say to me or do to me. Now, you know, we as believers, we're very loving, of course, towards anybody right. who's gone through that. That's but we right. also have to be loving towards the child before it's even born. That's we have right. To open up our hearts to the fact yeah. that. These are children. And are we going to stand for these kids that don't have a voice? That's are we going right. to stand for the future of our country so that the blood of the blood of that is not on our hands? Because mm -hmm. we do have to look at that and go, okay. Right. And, and one of those ways is voting. That's one right. Is, is saying, I'm going to vote for what's right. Right. And one thing I want to say, Michelle, is that, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about these facts, they come across black and white. And I thank you for the compassion that you're adding to this about abortion. I do have a prayer for the healing from abortion in the book, because, wow. you know, that. one thing that I said on my TV show, which you were on probably, I think it was 15 years ago in Charlotte, <laughs> was that all things that are lawful are not just. So it's the responsibility of we people to have our laws line up with justice in heaven, not social justice, because that's been a movement from us. Uh, really the left and from um, those who believe government is God to replace biblical righteousness in the land with social justice. And it is not, um, you know, social justice does not line up with the word of God in many areas. And so one of those being abortion. And so, you know, in fact, it's a feeble attempt at healing. And only when we have true transparent people with their testimonies like you, Michelle, who offer comfort and healing and grace uh, and work alongside people to, to heal, them of these things can we get to the place where it is overturned and uh the, this it's a feeble attempt at healing to have people shout out their abortions um there is a need in the human body in the in in i in us as emotional beings to be able to confess our sins so that we can receive healing and cleansing for it but that's not the way because there's no god there if you're just shouting it out it might right. make a person feel good at the at the moment because it's no longer a hidden secret that they were carrying that was bothering them so badly, but there's no healing and cleansing for it. And you, I know, have helped so many people to get past that because you call upon God, who is the oh. uh, author and finisher of our faith and who heals us through his shed blood. Again, it's when you've, when you've gone through, like you had an experience with your daughter. Of course, man, when you have an experience with one of your children, you, in the bathroom yes yeah it's it's our yeah it's our um responsibility to protect yes. to nurture to love mm -hmm. and so when you've gone through the experiences that i've gone through it's my responsibility to take those experiences mm -hmm. and the healing yeah. that came with them and the forgiveness and, yes. the, you know, and to say okay what can i do with that to make a difference yes. And that's what you're doing. You're making a difference. So one of the chapters. Well, I want to make sure people know that, that my daughter wasn't harmed in the bathroom. Yes. But it yes. was. I knew that she was one step away from being harmed. Well. And that's why I started fighting. Well, I mean, videos. she's in the bathroom and there's a male in there. I mean, oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. But at that point, I'm going to oh. do whatever. I would go down on the streets if I had to. And But we really need to look at it like that. I mean, I think if we realized we're opening up the windows of our homes for the right. enemy to come and rob us, I mean, basically he is robbing us of our, stripping us of our liberties right before our eyes. And it's important right now. We're not, we're not in that place, but if we do not do something now to stand yeah. up and have a voice in whether that be in prayer, whether that be, you know, on the streets, uh, being an advocate for, for the things that we believe in, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is that you feel called to, because I like what you said, because, you know, the thing is like my dad worked with the homeless for 20 years. Well, not everybody feels go, led to go down and work with the right. homeless. You're doing your thing in Washington. You're doing your thing, uh, praying across, uh, going across America and having a voice. Not everybody can or will feel called to that. That's right. But every, 
every person, everybody that's a believer should be praying. Everybody should be praying. Yeah. And you know, Michelle, there's goers and senders. And right. I, I have been called to go in this season of my life. It's not comfortable. It's not fun at times, but I know I'm fulfilling my God-given destiny and he does fill my mouth when I'm there. And so, you know, if you want to support that, go to www.donicahudson.com and um, give to our fall giving campaign and uh, you Please will do. receive a free book, which is a prayer tool. And you will have, you'll be a part of the prayer force of heaven. That's actually pushing back these forces of darkness. And, you know, like we put on the back of the cover there, we're in a cosmic battle, just yeah. like you've been talking about Michelle. And the truth is that only the church has the answer. Only the church can win this battle. Why? Because we know we don't wrestle against spiritual flesh here flesh, flesh and blood, blood. Right. we are wrestling against spiritual forces of darkness rulers authorities mm -hmm. in heaven against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places and that's in ephesians 6 12 and when you this, say that go yeah. ahead Donna. well this unseen battle that you know in chapter five we talk about covenant we believers as christians actually in the spirit realm we receive a covenant mark when we cut covenant, so to speak, with Jesus Christ and allow his shed blood to cover our sin. And we can show that mark. So when you're praying these prayers out of this prayer book, where you, when you're agreeing with the scripture, the word of God and the founding father's covenants that God blessed, there's a force of covenant in history that comes along and you show that covenant mark while you're praying and you usher in the forces of heaven, these unseen forces that will take back the land. It's so important. Everything we do is by covenant. That's how God announced himself. He said he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and that's one reason, Michelle, you know, when the communists said they want to take out all oaths, I printed these prayer cards and I put them as bookmarks in the book. And I wrote this, I wrote this Pledge of Allegiance because that's one of the things they're seeking to strip out of our society. Wow. Why? Because there's power when you pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And if you can get everybody thinking that we're an awful country, that we're all racist, and I, and I address that, we are not a racist country. Do we have bad history in places? Yes, but it was overcome through a very good constitutional system that Frederick Douglass himself endorsed, and that's in my book. And so, you know, having pledges of allegiance and actually honoring the appeal to heaven flag that George Washington himself flew on the naval cruisers who George was a man of prayer. George Washington prayed and I sat and read when I was studying Michelle, I sat in my chair and actually wept oh, reading his prayers. Think about what he went through. I mean, in your oh, book, you can say as Washington yes. said, may those who are attempting to overthrow our government have their treason recoil upon their own hands, their own heads. heads. And that's exactly what we need to be saying. That's those what that's people, in the prayer. We This is an attempt to to take down the established government that God in with God, yeah. that, that our founding fathers were a part of establishing. And, and yes. we need to understand that. We need to understand what we're voting for. This That's isn't right. just about, oh, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, a title that we've always had. Again, it's about what we're for and what we're against. And then you also say, let it be said of America that she has regained her lampstand throughout the world, that she is once again, a beacon of light for the nations to come into the kingdom of God. And uh, you know, you have these different things throughout your book and talking about returning to our first love. And I love that. And just coming into a prayer understanding. And I love that you have that prayer card. Is there prayers in the book? Yes. That you can say as well. There are a lot of prayers in the book. We cover everything from uh, the constitution, praying and agreeing with that to the Mayflower compact. Um, we cover uh, repentance, salvation, appeal to heaven against treason. We pray for revival. There's a, a pledge of allegiance to the appeal to heaven flag that I wrote, actually quoting the words of the angel that George Washington encountered at Valley Forge, which was stripped out of our textbooks in 1934. And on this pledge card that comes with the um, uh, one of your donations, if you choose a $50 donation to the, to the uh, fall giving campaign, you get this and it explains what George Washington did, how he flew this as he was establishing America with the thought that America would be a place of religious liberty to spread the gospel. And then 
talks about his encounter at Valley Forge when he was fighting and what the angel said to him. And so those words are italicized. Did you guys know that? I didn't know this. I felt so cheated. It was, it was like when I was a Christian and I didn't realize as a child that the Holy Spirit actually dwelt in our bodies. And that was the empowerment, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so when I read this, I thought, you know what? The communists have been way too successful in stripping God out of our education. This should never have been taken out of textbooks. It's actually in the Library of Congress. And so when I wrote it, um, wow. what we do, we put ourselves in agreement. This is a pledge, but it's also, you know, like a declaration where you usher in the forces of heaven. You can't agree with an angelic host who came to earth and spoke to a president and not usher in the forces of heaven. So when I say I pledge allegiance to the appeal to heaven flag of founding father, George Washington, and to the everlasting God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for which it stands pledging. And here's the angelic words pledging as a child of the Republic to learn, to live for my God, my land and the union of the covenant United States of America. That is like announcing on earth and in heaven, I am here to see my land recovered, to make sure that it fulfills its destiny. And then that is a wonderful way to pledge allegiance publicly and then to move into prayers. And like you said, Michelle, there's prayers to preserve the Constitution, to defeat Jezebel, to, for the Declaration of Independence. There's also one for the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence, which was a year before our nation's Declaration of Independence. Um, and then there's scriptural prayers to agree with founding fathers um, scriptural prayers to deal with national offenses and a prayer of personal blessing. And then the one that I attribute most to you, the commission to the prayer force, which I know was God speaking directly through you when we were consulting Michelle, because that is a recognition that is scriptural. When we, there's the great commission that we all take as believers of Christ. But when you understand that we as American believers have a responsibility to God and country. Because I talk about this. We have civil, civic duties. We have dual citizenship in heaven and on earth. And I give all the scriptures for that in the book. To neglect that is really to, to neglect God's uh, commissioning of us. So when we stand, we commission ourselves to the prayer force and we agree that, yes, I'm going to start praying in agreement with God's word to preserve my country. We have just taken back all the decades of what the devil has tried to steal from us. We will not be muzzled and refuse to sing. If we have to sing in our own prayer closets, we are going to call upon God. I love it. I love it. Well, Donica, thank you for being with me today. I mean, Lance Wallnow says it well. Dr. Lance Wallnow says, Donica Hudson is a voice of clarity. And I, would, I believe you're not just a voice of clarity but you are a voice of anointing that is God is using to go throughout the earth and spread this news because it's so important for us to be educated and also encouraging us to pray. And more than anything, I think that's important. So in saying that, first of all, in closing, again, your website is donicahudson.com. Right. Donicahudson.com. And they can get all these resources on there. They can find out more, stay in touch with you. That's follow right. you. Do you, all, you also have social media. They yes, can follow you. And so follow Donica, keep up with her. She's, she is a uh, sounding alarm to the nation is what somebody else said. I think that's so true. And Pray America Great is about joining the prayer force of heaven. And you guys, we have got to do that. We have got to stand together in prayer for our country. So in saying that, Donica, will you pray us out? Oh, I sure will. Thank you so much, Michelle. Lord, we just thank you for this time, Father. We thank you that we stand at a pivotal point in history for such a time as this. I thank you for the Esther anointing upon my sister, Michelle, and other women who are rising up during this season in the body of Christ, because you have declared that it will be so. And you are using us, Father God, to speak your words, your wisdom, your will to preserve a nation, just like Esther did. We pray for the Deborahs to rise up. Yes. We pray uh, for Amy Coney Barrett, who is a Deborah in the land. We pray for her confirmation tomorrow. We ask, Father God, that you would unleash the forces of heaven, that they would come, that they would not only preserve our land, but they would root out the forces of evil that have sought to deceive and to destroy our covenant constitution. 
We ask, Father God, that you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, would recognize that there is a remnant that is petitioning you right now, and that you would use this remnant to revive the root of our nation's constitution, to revive the ancient foundations, and to preserve us. We ask, Father God, for reformation of church and state. We ask that the church would wake up to realize what is at, is at stake. We ask for the cacophony of voices, the lies, the smog that covers this land, that yeah. it would be penetrated as people begin to pray in recovenanting prayers, Father God. We join in agreement with our founding fathers who risk their lives, their fortunes, and their most sacred honor to preserve America. We ask, Father God, that you would raise up a remnant of righteous people in covenant with you that would also risk their lives, their mm -hmm. fortunes, and their most sacred honor to preserve America as a Christian nation, Lord. We thank you that, that for, for what you've done for all the lives, all the bloodshed that has given us the right to be free. And we ask that we would not lose it. We ask that every lie, every plot, every plot of the enemies. Yeah. seeking to destroy those in office, to destroy our nation's constitution, to destroy capitalism, that they would be exposed. We call upon the prayer force of heaven from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and we send you out to expose treasonous plots. We thank you when we agree with the words of founding father George Washington that all treason will recoil upon the heads of those treasonous people that they will not be successful in destroying what you have blessed and established in this nation because we, the people who are the body of Christ have risen up and said no more. Be amen. it so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I love it. Amen. Well, Donica, thank you so much for being with me today. You're said, not only are you an amazing author and speaker and everything else, you're an amazing friend and I love you very much. Thank you. I love you very much. And I just want to thank God, you know, just before we hit, before we close out here, yeah. I was praying that God would tell me who I was supposed to publish with. And I knew God, I have got a short time here. I, I know you've called me to do this. And just FYI, from the moment that I started to do this, I lost both of my parents. They both passed away. Um, and it was a very, very rough time because I was responsible for everything. And the Lord brought Michelle to me whom I've known for years and years. And I was so thankful because it became clear as day that I was to publish with Michelle and Michelle got this done in record time. In fact, I know her, the, the, the uh, people who printed the book said, we have never in 25 years of printing books gotten a book done in a week like this. I yeah. mean, it was amazing from the point it was handed to them because of Michelle's longstanding relationships. And so I would say if, if you were considering publishing, Michelle and Box Media, Michelle and Kevin Robinson, they're your people. Thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> I love you, girl. I love you thank too, you. honey. And we'll talk again soon. And thank okay. you guys for being with me today on Boss Talk. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me here today on Boss Talk. Now you go out and shine like a boss.